The book was better. Oh, see, whoa, now, see, now it's really picking us up. Yeah, there, there you go. We're good. All right, welcome, friends, to a special episode because we are in the same place at the same time, <laughs> and you can see me talk with my hands because it's never ending. Um, so, welcome to the Book Is Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I am Taylor Colette, and today. We were talking about Taylor's favorite, well, a favorite, it's not her all-time favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. This was my first time reading the book, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I've loved this movie ever since it came out and have rewatched it so many times. So, yeah, we are talking Crazy Rich Asians yep. by Kevin Kwan, and it is a very, it is a really good movie. I also have, I had seen the movie multiple times. This is my first time reading the book, um, and it has made me want to read, it's a trilogy, yeah, no, I'm very excited to read the rest. So I too. I hope that they make more. I movies. want them to make more movies. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we'll see. This is this is the first time I realized there was a mid credits. Is that what it's called? Like a mid credit yeah. scene. Um, literally like twenty whole seconds when a single word is spoken, but it does like tease a little bit at like a continuation of Astrid's storyline. And it's the first time I, I I didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, they teased it. Where is it? <laughs> I feel like it did really well. So it's. Why haven't they made more? Exactly. I mean, like COVID. <laughs> I mean, it did come out. The movie did come out in 2018. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. And plus they did have a lot of really popular comedians as well as actors in the movie and so i guess getting everybody to come back might and find hard. a good shooting schedule for everybody might be yeah. hard but um before we get into it do we have notes to talk about or announcements or just updates? the usual the usual um store merch uh-huh um, if you don't know, we have March. <laughs> um, oh, I almost wore my shirt today. Uh, I, and my mugs in my, uh, little hutch next to all my other, like, I collect, like, mugs and, like, teapots and teacups and things. So, it's in my little hutch, but I have my mug. Yes. Almost wore my shirt. I wore it, like, I wore it yesterday, though. That's okay. I yeah. didn't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're not used to being on video, so. No. Also, she's uber pregnant now. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we have merch on my website, which is teacdesigns.com. Teacdesigns.com. Uh, you can check that out. Of course, follow us on social media uh, at TBWD Podcast everywhere. Pretty much. <laughs> we've got, um, and so we've got our merch as well as like a Harry Potter line mm -hmm. um, on Taylor's website. And then um, a new line is coming for anybody interested like me in like period romance and like Victorian literature kind of stuff. So yes. just... Little, little, little teaser. Tease. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I think that's about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, we are just trying to get through the summer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I've got my little note card. Uh, my children lost my notebook, so now I just use note cards. Uh, alrighty, so Crazy Rich Asians, written by Kevin Kwan, as, as we can see here. Um, the book was published in 2013. The movie came out in 2018. The movie was directed by John M. Chu. Uh, it did have an Asian director, which I think is important. Oh, yeah. No, I don't sure. think it would have been as successful if a white man had no. tried to direct this film. The screenplay writers were... Peter Chiarelli and Adele Lim. Again, Asian background. Very important, I think. Yeah. Casting was done by two people specifically because so much of it was done like in Singapore that there was like a Singapore head of casting and then a like American head of casting. That makes sense. And the Singapore head of casting, I'm going to butcher her name. Oh, no. I think it's probably pronounced Philothea or Philotia. Liu. Liu. Uh, and then Terry Taylor. This is the American one. That one's really easy to say. No, so I can do that one. And then the original music for the film was all done by Brian Tyler. And again, do we have anything negative to say about music? If anything, I do want to make a note. I loved the covers that they did. Mm -hmm. throughout the movie i thought that they were really fun um i yeah the mandarin and cantonese covers i think is what the two languages mm -hmm. were that i recognized and they were super fun i'm a big fan and even the cover of the like during the wedding scene mm -hmm. that song oh yeah always makes me tear up <laughs> um yeah the can't help falling in love yeah. With you. Yeah, yeah 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 it was good all right, synopsis time that I don't have written down. It's off the top of my head. Oh, now geez. you guys can see that it's truly just off the top of my head. Yeah, because they thought that it was scripted. Yeah. Okay. Um, alrighty, so Crazy Rich Asians has a lot of characters and story arcs in it. But the primary characters, right, Those the, the true protagonists, are going to be Rachel and Nick. Nick is, his family is the crazy rich family. Whereas Rachel, while she was born in mainland China, she moved to the America, she moved to the USA when she was a baby. So she was essentially raised in the United States and that's all she knows. However, she does speak Mandarin. Yeah, she only speaks Mandarin. Yeah. But because her mom did still teach her Mandarin. Mm -hmm. So she speaks English and Mandarin. Um, there are differences between the book and the movie, obviously, that we're going to talk about. But just to um, cover the main synopsis, which I think is close enough for both. It's Nick invites Rachel to go to Singapore with him to meet his family for the first time. He hasn't ever been very vocal about who his family is or what they're like. So there's quite a bit of culture shock and learning 
for both of them because Nick kind of realizes like, oh, I should have done probably some more preparation and told, you know, told her a little bit more about my family before just throwing her into this mess kind of thing. Um, and there is frustration on both sides, frustration from Rachel because she didn't grow up in that world and is a, what do they call it? ABC. ABC, an American-born Chinese, right? And yeah. so um, just very different viewpoint on the world and life. And Nick's family is very, very traditional because they're old money. They, they come from old money, China. They're not new money. Um, and so there's frustration on both sides because there's very different cultural views. And that creates some drama and... It's called Crazy Rich because Nick's family is a little bit crazy also in what they're willing to do to protect the family name or whatnot. And so it puts strains on their relationship. There's strains on other characters' relationships because it talks about a lot of members of Nick's family um, across like multiple generations, cousins, older siblings, grandparents, like a lot. Um, I'm not going to lie having, so Taylor just listened to the audiobook. I have the physical book. Yeah. There are so many characters, which I will talk about, um, that it was really nice having the physical copy. So if you haven't read this book before, I would recommend at least, even if you do prefer to listen, have the physical copy to refer to just to help you keep track of all of the people. I don't know. You could probably find that online even there's like a family tree in yeah, the beginning it's of the physical it's, it's needed <laughs> you could probably just find something like that online to have on hand because i really liked the audiobook i um i just realized i didn't have a ton of time i was like driving up here and stuff i was like i'll just listen to the audiobook got really confusing when all the names there's so many names but um who's it read by that's what i wanted to see does, is it is it a good reader yeah why does it not say who it's read by <laughs> It should. Right? Sorry. Title, Title details. details. There we go. <laughs> Narrated by Lin Chen. There you go. And she is great. She's very, like, she does different voices, but not in a way that it's, like, too distracting. Not, but like, in, in a cliche way. But enough to differentiate, like, who's, who's talking, talking. Okay. and... Um, and she's just kind of Can like, she pronounce all of the Chinese oh, yeah. and... And her French pronunciations are good too. also okay. amazing. So That's something that, um, I guess it's an honorable mention because it's in Niner, but I'm going to mention it now. Mm. The book has so many... I don't know if it would be considered slang. Not Some, some of it is slang, but otherwise it's like actual titles in... Chinese, Malaysian, Thai, so many different Asian dialects and languages, as well as French words. Like there's so much in the book that they don't bother getting into in the movie that um, there's like footnotes on, especially towards the beginning of the book, um, when you're first learning about a lot of it, there's footnotes on the bottom of a lot of pages because like... A Hokian term. Hokian, that's the other one. Um, here, it's just like every page. This is British politicians. This is for parliament members of Singapore. This is for the, like, it's just, there's a it's lot. It's interesting. In the, <laughs> and in the audiobook, they, 
she would like add uh, sometimes like uh, like a little aside like but you basically read the footnote not fully read it it was much mm-hmm. shorter I, so it would be like she would say the term and then like a quick little definition almost okay and then keep going so you almost didn't realize that it wasn't like i didn't realize it was footnotes oh yeah no it's they it's do it footnotes. very well that it's very smooth it flows still mm-hmm. really well yeah so it's like cantonese mandarin singapore's most prestigious like it's just a lot yeah so um kevin kwan did a very thorough job in i mean it's satirical right so it's he does a great job at creating that realism Mm -hmm. because it is like a social commentary basically um there's a lot of details mm -hmm. and it's a lot to keep track of especially in the book because it's just like it's one thing in the movie when you can see the characters and recognize faces as well as names in the book it's just names and, and a lot, a lot and of and them. they're family members, so a lot of them have the same last names. Yeah. And yeah, like... And you'll be like, wait, which one's the older one? Which one's the middle? Because yeah. obviously child, you know, like... It matters. That, that hierarchy is also super mm-hmm. important. So you're like, oh, right, he's the youngest son. He's the third son, then, so... Okay, oh, yeah. he's the oldest. Oh, and like, stuff like that. It's yeah. just... We will be opening this probably and referring to the family tree during, I, the, during this conversation. There's too many names to remember. <laughs> yeah, so... That's basically, I mean, I went off on a little bit of a tangent after the fact, but there's, there's the summary. There's yeah. the summation. We got there. Um, all right. So I don't remember who went first last time. I think it was you. What did we even cover last time? Pregnancy brain. Mom brain. So Somewhere. no helpful. Not helpful. What um, did we do? I'm like, I want to say holes, but I don't think it no, was holes. Holes was two times ago. And then last time... Oh, the, the dumb Netflix movie that neither of us liked. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why we don't remember Yeah, it. but I think you went first, so I'll go first Hello, this goodbye, time. and everything in between. Yes. If you haven't checked out that episode... It's I actually, mean, it's not a bad episode. Because we had a lot Because to we had a lot of fun talking about it, because it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah. So definitely... Um, yeah. Check that out. Yeah, hello, goodbye, and everything in between was what we did last time, and I, I believe you went ended up going first. Because I think I did. Similarly, we were like, we don't know who goes first, and so you just did. So I'll yes. go first this time. Perfect. Um, so my number three is basically the number of characters, just the sheer amount of side plots that happen in this book. It would have been impossible for them to cover it in the movie. So I, I'm not even saying it's a grievance necessarily. Um, because the movie would have been impossible to follow and way too long. Yeah, and like six hours long. If they had tried to include every single character that's in the book in the movie. But it is just a really big difference. So I wanted to mention it. Yeah, it's it's definitely something where the book, like we kind of said, it's like a, a satire. And so it really delves into a lot of details. Mm-hmm. The movie comes off a bit more rom-com. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of did have to take, okay, what's the most important storyline in here? That's what we're going to focus on. Right. And it's very different because of that. Yeah. So basically the the book includes a, what he, what he refers to as a simplified family tree of the young Sien and Shang clan. Cause those are kind of like the three old money families that kind of all join together. Um, and it's good to note because you do see 
the majority of these people that are Nick's like generation. Mm -hmm. So like he's an only child, but he, all of his cousins, like his parents only had him, but all of his, it's his dad that specifically comes from like that rich line. Yeah. His dad had one, two, three, four siblings. He's one of five kids. And three of his siblings all had like at least three kids. So he had a lot of cousins. Yeah. And the majority of those cousins have their own storyline in the book. Mm -hmm. So. At least to some degree. To some degree. Some more than others. So. And you still see a lot of them in the movie. Yeah. But you don't get that the full backstory and the background and the understanding of that cultural piece. Um, So like you see Eddie Chang in the movie, Mm -hmm. you see a lot more of him and hear a lot more of his story in the book. Yeah. Um, Same thing with his sister, Cecilia. You don't see her, I think at all in the movie, but you do hear more about her in the book. I don't, I didn't remember her at all from the movie. Um, and then his brother, Alistair, the, the director, right? Again, you see him in the movie. He's a lot more prevalent in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Astrid, which I'm going to talk about more. She's a whole thing for me. She's a whole um, thing. There's just a lot. So, like, yeah, Astrid's there and her siblings get mentioned, like, her whole family and yeah, how they're doctors the- and, like, the parents are all mentioned. Like, none of the dads are in this movie for some <laughs> no. reason. But they all exist in the book. Like Astrid's dad, Harry, is like very present. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie's dad and mom, so Alex and Dr. Malcolm Chang, like they're very present and, pr- and active in the book. I don't think you see them at all in the movie. I don't think, <laughs> like, maybe. It's hard. Like they have that big party at a yeah, so they're, house. They're obviously going to be there at the party. So but I'm you don't, sure, you know, yeah. maybe they were in there somewhere, but... <laughs> Also, in the... And then his dad. In Nick's the movie, dad. Astrid seems like an only child as well. They really, like... Yeah. Like, you would kind of assume that mm-hmm. but she's a bunch not. of only children. How many siblings does she have? Let's look. Four as well, I think, right? Her parents. And then, yeah, then there's one, two. Yeah, she's got... She's one of four. One of four, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And then, yeah, like you said, Nick's dad, they mention him, at least, in the movie. He's yeah, Oh, he got stuck at work. Like, yeah. sorry, he won't be here. He's just such a hard worker. And then it's really funny because then you read the book and you're like. He's, it's hilarious. He's not. He's like in Australia fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and he like spends half the year in Australia because he doesn't want to deal with his wife's crazy antics. Not his wife, his whole family. Uh, yeah, honestly, his whole family. He He's like, yeah, I was born into this rich, insane family. Cool. I'm going to use that money to hide out in Australia, in Australia and go fishing half the year. Like, it's so funny. Such a hard worker. So, so focused on that business, but, um, yeah, it's just the sheer amount of characters. Cause then on top of that, you have more insight into Rachel's upbringing and it's more than just her mom. Right. Yeah. Um, they talk a lot about her aunties and uncles. As yeah. Well. It's like, cause in the movie it's like, oh, it was just me and my mom growing up. And it's like, actually, no, it wasn't <laughs> like she, she did have more family than that. Um, as well as like the relationships and friendships they have in New York, 
and then their additional friendships as well, right? Like with the coups mm-hmm. and just there's just so many people and in this then book. The, there's so many characters the, in the book. Um, Piglin's family. Piglin's family mm-hmm. also has more characters. She has more siblings. She's even, yeah, it's a big family. So so they were just like, let's just pare that down a little bit. Yeah, so it's a lot. Um, Again, I don't think it's a bad thing that they cut a lot of that out for the movie. You have to make It's just a huge difference, so I felt like it needed to be talked about, so. Yeah, for sure. And it is, like, it's a little sad because a lot of the commentary and the satire and, like, that perspective gets lost by removing those characters because obviously Rachel and Nick's relationship is only one perspective. It's one it's facet one of facet. like the overall. And yeah. by looking and talking about like Eddie's, you know, his yeah. desire to be flashy and his parents don't want to be flashy. And um, yeah, like the cultural pieces of the old money versus new money in China. That's very mm-hmm. much kind of just glossed over even Astrid's story which I know you're going to talk about oh yeah quite a bit super different and you miss stuff with that and so it was just like it's like I I love the movie and I love the story that they tell Mm -hmm. but it is yeah there's just a lot of that that gets lost there's a lot lost yeah but at the same time it's a two-hour movie like they had it's a lot you can't expect them to cover all of it yeah and it's not a crazy long book, but it's, like, so just chock full. I mean, it's not a short book. No. It's 527 pages. That is a decent length. That is not a short book. It just looks smaller. It doesn't look... I mean, this is paperback, but yeah. it doesn't look chunky, but it's 527 pages. Yeah. Like, it's not, okay. like, a 300-page quick read. So it is a lot to condense into a 2 And, movie. again, there's a lot of terms and things that... We aren't familiar with, if you're a white person, at least. Like, yes. maybe, you know, some Asian Americans have more familiar- familiarity with some of it. And mm-hmm. so it might have been quicker for them. But I did, like, have to, like, stop, read the footnote, kind of, like, wrap my head around. Okay, so, like, what would that mean in, like, the social, right? I am I consider myself a fast reader, and this was not something that I could just knock out. Yeah. So. Not that that should deter you from reading it. It's No, really it's still really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. I guess with that and with talking about, like, not full grievances, but major changes, one, um, and it's my number three, is that they definitely leaned into the comedy aspect. And there's part of me that wonders because a lot of Asian actors, especially in America, um, in the U.S., are comedians. Yeah. Like, a lot of the ones that you know... Yeah, they also... They do stand-up comedy. They do, like... Stand-up. Yeah. Like, actual comedians, not just, like, a comedy actor. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know if maybe when they were casting and they're like, look at all these great comedians, like, we need to play that up. Or if they wanted to play up the comedy and then were like, great, we can hire all these comedians. I don't Mm -hmm. know what direction it went in. Um, I I wonder... It was probably just, hey, how do we best showcase the Asian talent that we have yeah. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, let's cast, like, obviously they still cast quite a few, probably more um, Chinese actors, right? Because they had a whole Singapore-specific casting director, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, how, I mean, they talk about this all the time, like diversity in Hollywood is basically non-existent. 
So this book gave them an opportunity to really showcase Asian actors. Yes. Or comedians or musicians, right? So it was, how do we give this opportunity to as many talented Asians as possible? Mm-hmm. Probably. Not, I mean, I'm, but there also probably are really talented Asians that just, you know, get overlooked. They were definitely Fair going point. for big names, but I think they the, also... You needed some big names to so that people came and saw it. Yeah, they were trying to ensure that the movie was successful. So I mm-hmm. totally understand that. It's a dangerous game to play between casting too many big names and casting not enough big names mm-hmm. in Hollywood. It's so hard. It's such a mess. Anyways. <laughs> um, and so it definitely, like, especially with... Peekling and her family. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Aquafina, Just hilarious. She's amazing. I She's, love her. When she was on screen, you basically just wanted to watch her and listen to her. So, <laughs> so funny. And Ken Jung playing Ken her Jung, dad. Yeah. Again, just, he's just comedy well, genius. Well, Constance Wu did such a good job as Rachel, too. I really like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's his face? Who played the main, who played Nick? I know Henry you like Goldstein. him. Uh-huh. I know you like him, him. So <laughs> he did so good. All of them really amazing casting mm-hmm. overall. I think everyone did an amazing job. Actress who plays Eleanor. She's just phenomenal. Uh, but then like a lot of the cousins are also played by very famous comedians. Mm-hmm. And so obviously like with like, I have a crying baby. Okay. No, Derek's out there. I'm just going to close that door. So hopefully we don't hear it as much. I didn't realize it wasn't fully close. Okay. <laughs> um, like, obviously, with the bachelor party and with, you know, all the yeah. cousin scenes, they're comedians. That's what they do. They make it funny. They ham it up. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't mad. It was a funny movie. I laughed. Mm-hmm. And not to say the book doesn't have comedy in it. Mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's satirical. It's still meant to kind of poke fun at things. But now. it definitely isn't, like, that's not what the book is really about. And I definitely felt like there were parts of that movie where it was just trying to be funny, mm-hmm. which is fine. Again, I'm not saying this is a grievance it's because just a statement of fact. I enjoy <laughs> both equally. It's mm-hmm. really hard. This, this is one of those really tough ones where I'm like, I really like both, but there are some really big differences. Really big changes, yeah. Um, but yeah, just the, the lot more comedy and... They definitely tried to make it a bit more lighthearted, mm-hmm. um, which I can totally understand as well for people coming in who have no idea about anything Asian, you know, and the really uncultured white people coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand they wanted to gently <laughs> introduce all of this. Well, and it was... We are privileged in the sense that we have had the opportunity to go to China mm-hmm. and Hong Kong. Never been to Singapore. No, not yet. But Talk that would this. be really cool. But it is interesting because in the book especially, there's a lot of talk among like the rich in Singapore, right? That mm-hmm. left mainland China generations ago. Yeah. Where they kind of have this negative look on the families who are currently coming out of mainland China mm-hmm. and having been to China, kind of seeing just how varying the different parts of that country are. Oh yeah. And so 
having a little bit of a foundation to stand on, just be like, okay, well, this, like, why does she see it that way? Like, oh, because she's seeing that. Like, whereas in Singapore, it's kind of like they've got the highest number of millionaires in the world or something it's that live crazy. there. Like, so, like, base level, just to live in that country, you have to have so much money. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, My father in law frequently travels to Singapore. Oh, they okay. A, <laughs> they have an office there. And so he's, and he's like over international stuff. So he travels all the time. Cool. And okay. I think he's going to Singapore this week, in fact. Um, and so it's really interesting watching with my husband, who's like, oh yeah, my dad stayed at that hotel. Or yeah, my dad did like a dinner at that. Or, and I'm like, geez, that's crazy. Like these places are huge and like so like opulent. Yeah. And it's crazy to be like oh no this is just real it's like that is just mm -hmm. for them that's just every day like that just Probably. is the norm and so it's like just really sorry i am listening i'm just also telling my husband in eta and we're gonna be done because he's got all three of our kids <laughs> um but yeah it's just really interesting to like come and like watch this movie and obviously, a lot of times we watch movies and we don't let it fully sink in that, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not fully real, but, like, that this place is, is real. This is actually pretty close to reality for some people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Which is why it's called Crazy Rich, because it's like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we need to move on to, because we still have so much to say. Yeah, we've only talked about our number threes. Okay. Um, so we'll try to hurry through our number twos. All right. So my number two is the ending. Yeah. So the endings are very different. So, um, I mean, I won't be able to talk about all of it, but I'll touch on something. So, like, that Mahjong game doesn't happen in the book. But it's, it's so, so cool. cool. It's so cool. And I love how they I love how they did that. But that does not happen in the book. No. Um, there is no grand gesture of his mom accepting Rachel in yeah. the book. Proposing with there the is ring. no proposal period in yeah. the book. This is not a spoiler free podcast. <laughs> I think that's been a um, that's long been, established. Yeah. Um, Nick does not propose. So the ending of the book again, because there's two more books like yeah. it's. Not that it's not tied up neatly with a bow because there's a lot more story to talk about. And like, um, obviously we're hoping for more movies, but I do understand you can never guarantee that. Yeah. So I do appreciate that they were like, kind of okay, like, okay, there's a little bit of a happy ending yeah. because it is more rom-com. Mm -hmm. um, but in the book, there's still a lot up in the air on, well, is he going to propose? Is he going to fully reconcile with his family? Because you don't know if no. things are all okay. No. Um, is he going to never talk to his family again? Like, what's that decision going to be? Like, will his family ever accept Rachel? Rachel? Like, there's just not a lot. There's, there's. Because it is a really serious, heavy topic. Like, yeah. it's, that would be months and months and months of mm -hmm. figuring things out, which you yes. can't. Well, and that is a difference, though, because in the in the movie, it's a week. Yeah. In the book, it's a whole summer. Yeah. It's hard. The wedding is within the first two weeks of that summer. Mm-hmm. 
But it's still a very different timeline. But yeah, <laughs> when when Nick invites Rachel, he's like, let's go spend the summer traveling all over All over Asia. Asia. Mm-hmm. Not just meeting my family. Specific, like, mostly, specifically in Singapore to meet my family. Come to my best friend's wedding with me. And then after that. And then. We can go like, travel. We can go travel. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, celebrate, I assume, you know, what Nick thought would be getting engaged. Everything's happy, and we can go travel together. Well, no, because in, in the book, he's not even, there's this whole conversation. Is this getting into your number one too much? You can tell me. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. There is a conversation in the book that happens where Astrid, before Nick even invites Rachel, he's talking to Astrid. And he's That's like, true. hey, yeah. I'm going to do this thing. And Astrid's like. Okay, you realize that, like, what she's going to think, right? And he's like, no. Like, what do you mean? This is chill. Yeah. I just want her to come. I just want to travel. Nick is and so Astrid is guy. Like, and Astrid is like, she is, that's big. She is going to think you whether, are going to propose. Yeah, whether or not you intend it to. And whether or not you actually intend to propose, that is what she's going to think. And Nick's like, well, I'm not sure if we're there yet. And blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, such a typical... Yeah. Mm, yeah. Doesn't matter what culture men are men. Like <laughs> Well, Nick is very much a a, a bra. <laughs> In yeah, the best but, possible way. But yeah, so it's just um it's interesting the way that that all goes down, but yeah, at the even by the end of the book, there's still no proposal. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of just up in the air. Yeah. Um lots of loose ends. Mm-hmm. That uh draw you into I'm guessing the next couple books because I haven't read those yet but now I want to <laughs> from from what I've read of the synopsis of the next one yes but I will say with what I know of the next books it's not like they changed the story drastically mm-hmm. by having him propose and her saying yes right because spoilers for the next one the there whole, is there is a literally a the synopsis the it says they're planning the wedding. I want to make sure it's still recording because I'm paranoid. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. But I'm paranoid. Yes, it's still, it's okay. still recording. We're good. We're Sorry, good. guys. <laughs> um, so that's like it's not like they were like they totally. Okay, baby. <laughs> it's not like they totally changed the storyline by having mm-hmm. them, and it is like obviously cute classic rom-com ending which is what they wanted yep so i'm not mad and which is what most viewers would want anyway i wanted it yeah (laughs) i was one of those viewers i was very happy with the ending and then i read the book and went what you gotta keep reading (laughs) where's the mahjong game it's not a bad ending it's just not it's very like there's there's still like some cuteness and some like oh, look what Nick did for me. Like, I can't believe you did. Like, because Nick doesn't just fly her mom out, like in the movie. Nick literally flies back to where her mom lives, which is in California, it's, not yeah, New Yeah, it's York, in California. And then flies her mom with it. So he literally goes yeah. around the Gets world her mom. in two days like and back within two days to get her mom and bring her. The when so. you're flying in first class, it's not as. Yes. But still, it's but still, right? Like, so there's still romantic gesture nonetheless. There's still a big romantic gesture of like, yeah. I can't believe you, because he and he doesn't tell her. It's like her yeah. mom later on, like when they're at that party on the rooftop. That happens still. It's just not a. It's, it's not, not like, like a an engagement engagement party. party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her mom's just like, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, did he, that. he didn't just like call me. Like he came and got me. Like he showed up at my door. Like <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So it's it's just yeah. It's still a good. The book still mm-hmm. ends cute, mm-hmm. but it's just hard because that like mahjong game scene is, is real. Cool. One of my all time favorites. Like girl boss, just like. And in proving yes. her, like, how smart she is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this is what... She's a professor of, like, strategy. And it, <laughs> it's, it's so well and written. And economics. Like, she's a very smart person. Like <laughs> It's so well written. Yeah. And the the music and the, the cinematography, like, that whole scene. Mm-hmm. The shot of her mom. And the mom just, like, staring at her. Like, the death glare. You mess with my daughter. Like <laughs> It's just such a good scene that it's, yeah, like... it is. Hard to be like, oh, that's totally just in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, that's my number two. Okay. Kind of going off of that with um, the Mahjong scene, one really big difference that I noticed was Eleanor's Mm -hmm. character. Oh, yeah. From the very first chapter, you notice there's some differences. First of all, and this is something I thought was really interesting that the movie did, in the book, it's not Eleanor's husband who gets the hotel. It's her sister. It's also sisters. not Eleanor's house or that they lead the Bible study from, right? Yeah. Like, the movie puts Eleanor at the center of everything, like, whereas in the book, she's not. No. Like, yes, she is rich. She's She, she has status. She's, like, she's up there. People respect her. People, you mm-hmm. know, like, and she also just has that presence, you know, where she even says there's like another lady who's richer than her, but, but always refers, refers to her. To yeah. her. Like is she has that presence and she was able to snag it's like her. What I think you would consider her best friend. Yeah. One of her good friends, Eleanor Singapore. What is, who was this person that was her I best friend? Know. It's, it's the, it's, it's whose house they do actually host. Yes. The, Who's crazy rich. Who's insanely rich. And, like, has their own plane and, like... Yeah, like, they have a private plane and everything. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's interesting because, yes, Eleanor is very smart. She she even, like, talks about how she happened to be there when the when Nick's dad was ready to settle down. And she knew and she snagged him and she was able to, you know, get in there and... Like she, yeah, she talks about that that theory that is talked about outside of just Asian culture, just yeah. in general, where it's like men, men hit a certain point where they're finally ready to settle down, and just the next girl they happen to date will be who they marry. Yeah, like is a theory that they it's have out there. I don't know, but I don't buy into it fully. But but she talked about how she you know was smart enough to be there when Philip Young. Was, was ready, ready to be married. And get married, yeah. So now she was able to do that or whatever, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But it's just interesting because she's very, like, conniving still. But, like... A bit manipulative? Yeah. Uh-huh. But just in different ways, almost. Because, yeah, in the book, she's not the richest. She's not, you know, this... Very prestigious, she have prim, all the titles. proper. Mm-hmm. Like, she's kind of like the other ladies that she hangs out with. They're gossips. They're, you know, judgmental. Mm-hmm. 
mean, she's judgmental in the movie, too, obviously. She's just a lot more elegant in the movie. Yeah. And almost, like, regal. <laughs> yeah, they really tried to make you see her in this light of, like, proper, like, elegant lady. Which part of it is just the actress that plays her, Michelle... Hold on, I think I might be pulled up on purpose. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just... Amazing. She's so good. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it was Michelle's acting choice, the director, whoever, combination, whatever it may be. She comes across as a very refined woman, which I did not get in reading the book, where she goes full cray-cray, <laughs> like searching for dirt and she it's not just that she like hires a private investigator she like flies to a completely different country mainland china mainland yeah to shenzhen i believe yeah to like dig up that to meet with this guy who says he has information but they gotta pay for it like really kind of skeezy sounding stuff and she's like yeah i gotta dig up dirt on this girl and her family and her family and like a lot and she really doesn't interact with rachel that much until the very end of the book because she goes out of town she's not there she leaves first to get there and she's like oh no i need to be there and her friends are like no No, it'd be better if you weren't and she's like you're right I'm ditching them. She doesn't have the, she doesn't need, she doesn't deserve like your, the respect of you being here. You don't have to be here when they first land. Which makes sense. Like in the book, it's like, oh, of course, that's why Rachel doesn't meet her right away. You know, it's not until like a little Mm -hmm. bit later. Whereas in the movie, it's like, they go, they like go do some stuff, some wedding stuff. She goes and sees Pigling and then she goes and meets the mom. And it's Mm -hmm. like, and the family, you wouldn't do that. Like, if you're going well, to meet also them. explains more in the book, too, why, especially with, like, those cultural norms and, like, the respect to the family. Yeah. Why they're staying in a hotel. Yes. And there's this whole conversation between Nick and his aunt. Yeah, his great aunt. His great aunt. It's his great aunt who he, like, who everyone respects. And she knows. So it's like, you have to stay in a hotel first, and then you have to introduce Rachel to your family. The day and to, you and arrive. And to Oma. And then when... Uh, Ama. Ama. sorry. Whatever. Oma's probably grandpa. I don't know. Um, or I just made something up. It's I think fine. you might have um, made something up. And then you have to introduce her. And then, then the extension has to be made, like the invitation for you and Rachel to stay at the house. Yeah. And if your mom doesn't make it, or if Amma doesn't make it, then I will make it. And, like, and no one huge, can fight with the great up. Yeah, so. It's like, yeah, there's a lot more nuances to it, and it makes a lot more sense in the fine details of it all. Yeah, there's just so many. So um, many. I'm just looking at the cast list. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so, Eleanor in the book, I was like, this lady's kind of crazy. <laughs> like... I was like, dang, she really is, like, just digging for dirt and going, like, out of her way to just really... And, like, in the Whereas mo- in the movie, it makes it seem like a last resort mm-hmm. that she went to a private investigator. Yeah, like, when the lady, when her friend at the Bible study group mm-hmm. initially is like, I have a private investigator, and she's like, no, no, it's fine. And no, then- in the book, she, her friend brings up the private investigator right away. And she's, and like, she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> and she doesn't call Nick right away. Like, in the movie, you know, they're having the Bible study, and she gets up, and she calls, and she's very refined and dignified. And it's yeah, like, but that's... 
timeline in the movie, they're like, okay, we need to make this conversation just happen. Uh, yeah. But in the it's book, like, it happens, but it's when she's by herself, not in front of her friends. But it's also, like, not the same conversation, even. It's, you know, she's yeah. like, oh, yes, who's this girl? No, in the book, she calls Astrid pretending like Nick already told her. her things, yeah. Gets information get from information Astrid. Yeah. So the, it's like it's, so much more manipulative and like so it's cunning. The, it's the cunning, yeah. And so the character of... Oh, you poor baby. You're okay. Um, the her dog is here. Yes, sorry, that's Max. <laughs> Max is whining. It's not my baby that we're just like, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the character of Eleanor in the movie, you almost respect a little bit more mm-hmm. just because of the way that she's portrayed and like the the way that they, she talks about how she wasn't accepted by a ma. And when she confronts Rachel and it's like, mm-hmm. you'll never be enough. That yeah. scene, not in the book. Nope. She never tells Rachel. She doesn't Rachel. talk to Rachel. She yeah. doesn't interact with her, really. No. She doesn't give her the... Time of day, basically. No. Like, it's another way and of And so it's almost like her. movie Eleanor is, like, this more traditional evil... Okay. You can just... Sorry, he's gonna keep whining. Come here, baby. He's hot in there, right? He's a, he's a big dog for a he's, small dog breed. <laughs> he's, he's... he. It was hot in there. You can come here. Um... And so, sorry if you hear some jingle jangles. Mm-hmm. That's his jingle, tags. Jingle, jingle. So Eleanor in the movie is more of this like evil, like Do you want cunning. Pour some water in that bowl. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he went right for it, but it's empty now because my baby dumped it out earlier. Yep. It's hot here in St. George. It is hot. It's like 110 degrees. Oh Not inside my house, but it's freaking hot. So. There you go. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm going to finish this thought. Eleanor is more like evil, cunning, refined lady of the house. Mm-hmm. Very proper. Head, almost like head of the family. Yeah. But that's not her role in the book. But in the book, she's more just crazy mother-in-law rich crazy Mm mother-in-law so it's yeah that's one of the main differences and I don't it's hard because again I feel like I'm swayed because Michelle Yeoh does such a good job and I love her as an actress seriously (laughs) and I love the scenes between Rachel and Eleanor I think that they I'm not I'm it's like it's hard to be mad that they changed it (laughs) but it is a really big difference Mm -hmm. so it's something I definitely wanted to talk about so Okay, that's my number two. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where I guess as we get into just honorable mentions, mm-hmm. um, we've talked about this before, right? Where if you've read the book before the, you've ever seen the movie, it can make it harder to like the movie. Yes. Whereas when you watch the movie before you've ever read the book, usually it makes you like the movie more. Mm-hmm. We've had some exceptions to that rule. The case. <laughs> we've definitely had some exceptions to that rule. But um, but this is also definitely one of those situations similar to like a Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. where they're almost so different. Howl's Moving Castle is even more different yeah. than this one. But they're both good. But yeah, they're almost so different that you can appreciate both of them individually, mm-hmm. which is definitely the case with this one. I think we'll we'll probably see that phenomenon again when we start talking like The Hobbit and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. Well, well. 
Lord of the Rings more so than yeah, The Hobbit. We don't need to talk about The Hobbit yet. <laughs> Spoilers, I didn't like them. Uh, or even Harry Potter. There's yeah. plenty of differences in Harry Potter. That's what we started this whole show with. It's true. Um, and we we still really like the movies. It's just they're very different sometimes from the books. Yeah. So. Uh, honorable mentions. Rachel's parents. Rachel's parents. And the story there. They just, they kind of gloss over a lot of it. They, 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 in the movie, it's very like, this is two minutes that we have to uh-huh. cover a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's Rachel's parents, Rachel's, it, it, they kept, they kept the fact that Rachel's mom had a, an abusive husband mm-hmm. and she fell in love with another man and got pregnant with his baby, who is yes. Rachel. They leave out the fact that, um, I'm I we're Not very almost long. done. We're almost done. Okay. Hey, like you twenty minutes or so. Like yep. twenty minutes. Yep. Yep. Hey, Max, come Max. here. No, 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 no. You no. stay. Okay, close the door, girls. You stay. Thank My you. children, everyone. Um, we stay up a restaurant uh, over at the table okay. for you guys. Okay. Thank Sounds you. good. Um, menus. Ooh. Cool. Okay. They have menus. Um. What was I saying? Oh yeah, they left out the fact that Rachel's—they didn't go—they didn't really give a whole lot of details of who di- Rachel's dad actually is, which comes into play huge in the next book. Yeah, so but they if do they mention do another movie. They have a lot of catching up to do. But Rachel's dad is in prison. I, I, I it was hard for me to tell. Is it Rachel's actual dad that's in prison? Or was it Rachel's mom's original husband that is in prison? I think it's her dad. I think it's her actual dad. And then her mom is wanted for kidnapping for just taking her to the U.S. Yes. Basically. And so a lot more drama. And like Rachel like is ready to go to China. To meet her dad. Like to confront this. When her mom shows up Mm -hmm. and is like, hey. And she's mad at her mom at first Mm -hmm. for being like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, this like, is kind of a big thing to keep for me. I'm 29. Yeah, like, like <laughs> come on. And so I, it's, yeah, that whole situation was a lot. And I'm really curious to get to the second book and learn more about mm-hmm. that whole thing. Definitely. Maybe we'll talk about it in, like, a mini-sode. Because yeah. there's no other movie for us to talk about. But. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other honorable mentions that I... I mean, there's a, there's a there's lot of There's so much... Um, but is there any that I made you? I mean, we kind of, I guess we didn't talk about it much, but Peak Lynn's involvement in the movie is a lot more because it's Aquafina. Because it's Aquafina and she's hilarious. And she's just captivating. So they include her in the movie in scenes and events that in the book she she's not a part of. Oh, speaking of, um, the other cousin. Oh, Eddie? There's so many. Alistair. Names. It might be... Which one? Tell me. <laughs> the one who's with them at the beginning. Who's also at the hotel, and they just totally cut him out. They didn't cut him out? The, like, when they're young? Yeah. Yeah, that's Eddie. He's not at the hotel with them. It's only Nick and Oh, yeah, Astrid yeah, yeah. In the, movie, in, they, the movie. Yeah, in the movie, they don't include that Eddie's also there. Yes. Um, with his mom, Alex. Yeah. They, so that was interesting, that they were like, we just don't need them. Tony to cast another child. I think it's, it's, and it's Astrid's dad that actually buys the hotel. Yes, it yeah. is. It's Felicity Young and Harry. Felicity yeah. Young is it's the new Felicity's, lady of the house. It's Felicity's husband. 
Harry Leong mm-hmm. that marries, I mean, that, that buys the hotel. Because it's Felicity is the young, and she marries into another rich family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the... He's played by a Filipino. And I'm looking at the IMDb Oliver? page. Yes, Oliver. Yeah, he's here. He's the CN line. Yes. He's a more distant relative, but still a part of the But family. he mm-hmm. is much more prominent in the movie. Yes. But that's well. because he, that actor is funny. Again, he's, he's funny. But he's a Filipino actor, which I thought was very interesting. Oliver, Oliver, Oliver. I think you passed it. How did I pass it? I did not pass it. Oh, I did. You did. Nico Santos. Yes. He's a Filipino actor. He does a great job. But it's just interesting that they, um, also, like, he's at the dumpling scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and he, like, takes care of Auntie Eleanor's dirty work and... Which is so funny, because in the book, he, like, spends most of his time in London. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever. So yeah. it's interesting how they decided which characters to... Include. It yeah. Put more emphasis on, but... Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot mm-hmm. that we could that we could go into, right? Yeah. Um, but we've already almost been talking for an hour. Yeah, so we need I to move on to our number one. Get into it. We should just get into it. Okay, so my number one is basically just all about Astrid. Um, I loved Astrid in the book. I loved her in the movie too. Um, I loved um, what is her name? Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan does an amazing. She's job. so good. She's the perfect person for Astrid. And she's so gorgeous. She is literally the prettiest like, person I've ever seen. <laughs> what's crazy is I was listening to the description of her in the book mm-hmm. about how they were like, it's not your traditional beauty. Like she has like this and this, and they talk, but it's like dead and on. I was like, wow, the casting on her was yeah. phenomenal. Just so good. Um, I, she is so much, she's almost another main character in the book. She really is. She really is. Like, her yeah. storyline is just as Almost important. has as much focus in the book as Nick and Rachel. Oh, 100%. I yeah. almost said Rick and Rachel. <laughs> Rick and Rachel. Rick. Good old, okay, but um, she, they still touch on the basics of her relationship, but it's not that they 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 get they don't focus on so much. Well, um, they literally they like still have her go to that they jewelry have like store. Three whole scenes with her. Yeah. When in the book she has chapters and chapters, chapters and, chapters. and chapters. So she still goes to that jewelry store and like buys earrings in the movie. Yeah. But they don't focus on the fact that it's much more intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she it's one of and it's like her good friend. Who owns that shop? Like she normally goes there and they chat for an, a solid hour before she even starts looking at any jewelry. And then she rarely actually buys anything. She'll buy like one thing after a couple hours of just talking. Or she'll be like, I'm kind of interested in this. Like, like I'll think about it. Hold, keep that on hold for me, kind of thing. Like it's, yeah. and they've been friends for like six years or something or more. And she like, goes in subtly like Mm -hmm. in the movie they like have her walking and everyone's seeing her and like talking about her she does not get photographed that's another thing with like the new money old money like new money yeah that was an article mention um new money flaunts their money a lot they're in all the tabloids mm -hmm, and they want to be to have their picture taken and flaunt their their wealth in what they're wearing and their jewelry and whatnot the old money families are a lot more private they want their they they 
value their privacy and that secrecy. Um, so they do not let them get, let people get no, pictures. No, Felicity of them. like has a deal with the, with the pub with all like the tabloids. That if any pictures do get taken, they do not get published. You will never like, see them. You'll never see them, kind of thing. And, and so also, that's a big difference there, especially with Astrid. With that, just the fact that even like Pickling doesn't even know who Nick Young's mm-hmm. family is. Yeah, because they're so private. Because they're private. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, yeah, Nick Young, you didn't say, like, that's that's an ad. It's like, yeah, Yeah. if it's your good friend and they're like, oh, where, like, what's his name? She would have said what his last name was. Yeah, that was just kind of a big thing. But So, um, anyways. That was for added drama in the movie. Yes, yes. So Astrid's story gets a lot more focus. Um, There's multiple little signs here and there that... Astrid's husband, sorry, I just had like a blank on what his name was. <laughs> Charlie, no, not Charlie. No, not Charlie. Charlie's the other guy. Charlie, Mike, yeah. Michael. He- Michael, yeah. Michael. So Astrid's husband, Michael, in the movie, it's like, yep, he's cheating on her, and then she leaves. In the book, he there's like, he plants multiple things. He's like conniving about it. To make it seem like he's cheating on her when he's actually not because he wants her to divorce him because of prenup because he doesn't want to deal with her family anymore he doesn't think he's good enough for the her pressure, and the pressure the pressure of his family is of her family sorry is too much they still kind of touch on that in the movie where she's i love the line where she's like i can't make you feel like a man it's not my job to make you feel like a man when you're not like, yeah, she's like, I can't make you something you're not. I can't and make you like, something Ooh. you're not. And then she walks away and like, as amazing as that was, yeah. that's not what happens in the book. She does confront him about the affair in which he leaves because he's like, yeah, that's it, blah, blah, blah. And then um, there's this whole added storyline and this added like drama with Astrid and her ex, Charlie Wu. Mm-hmm who you see in the movie in that mid credit scene, who's played by, I can't believe he was Harry Shum Jr. Yeah. He's literally in the movie for 20 seconds, and yet he's like main credits. Yeah. Um, he plays Harry, That he plays Charlie, and Charlie like still has feelings for Astrid, but like helps her basically try and salvage her, her marriage, despite the fact that Michael is a, jerk and awful yeah, even if and he didn't she so, actually cheat he still sucks and yeah no he's still not great and so the book this book ends with them actually still together and like working to save their marriage yeah, trying to make um, it work. but i have read that you don't truly learn the kind of villain Michael is until further books yes so that made me interested the to third keep one, reading the third one is Mainly just Astrid. Yeah, because I want more of her. I want, and, and I was, I was just like, there was so much of her in the book that I loved that, like, I wanted to see more of her and her story in the movie. And it made me a little yeah. sad that her storyline was just kind of, like, diminished so much to this, like, oh, yep, and her husband cheated on her, and then they broke up. And she's baller, and... Because, I mean, like, cause she's, she is, she's a much more involved mother in mm-hmm. the book, despite also, you know, being this 
philanthropist and Spending she does enjoy travel in France every and she year. does enjoy all these different things but she's also a much more involved mother and she's so focused in the book on oh my gosh how is this going to affect our son like oh and, and like that's such a thing when she first realizes like she he does this she does this thing where it's like the first thing she's like well maybe that was a fluke the second thing she was like well it's like a receipt for like a really fancy di- dinner that like, and like the price of it would have been for two people. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, it could have been for his business. Probably not, but it could have been right. And then like third strike was jewelry. He bought a charm bracelet that he said to her jeweler, jeweler friend was for her, but she never got it, mm-hmm. which means she's like, okay, he's buying jewelry for some other woman. And it was like that third strike happened. Yeah. And she just like spirals. And a lot of that spiraling was like our family, like our son, yes. he's only like three years old. Like, how is this going to affect him? How do we say like, right. And it's. And something else. And this is, she something- does stay very focused and poised in public. But, but that's something that is interesting. I feel like in the book, you see why. Because in the movie, they have that scene where Michael is like, I wish you'd make a scene. I wish you would, you know, do that. And that's not it in the and book. In, she does fight for him in the book. She fights and tries to convince him to stay and work on things. And then he leaves. And that's when she still thinks it was an actual affair. But there are scenes in the book. And like, because obviously it's a book. It's written. You mm-hmm. get more insight into the characters. Mm-hmm. And you see, she's like, keep it together. Like, because that's how she was raised. She yep. was raised that you do not show your emotions. You do not let people know what you're thinking. Because you can't, you do not want to cause a scene. Yeah. You do not want to be the center of the tension. And so like, it just do not kind of, bring added focus to the film. It builds family. Astrid's character more. Yeah. It gives her more justification for her actions. And so when you see Astrid in the movies and you're like, yeah, like, why didn't she make a huge scene? Like, you're not seeing her motivations as much. There is a, quote-unquote, huge scene of sorts when she does confront him. She doesn't confront him vaguely in a car on the way to the wedding. Yeah. Like, it's at their house, and it's much more of a, like, actual confrontation Mm -hmm. where she does show her emotions, and she does, again, tries to fight for him to stay and work things out, and he's the one that leaves. Yeah. Only for her to then later track him down with Charlie's help. Mm-hmm. And where, where she learns that it wasn't actually a real affair and he faked the whole thing. Such a mess. To avoid, like, just... Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Ugh. It's crazy. Astrid is such an interesting character. Yes. She's amazing. Yeah. And I think, um, Pierre, I, PNG, there's not even a... His last name doesn't even have a vowel in it. How do you say that? Hmm? I don't. I, I don't know. But without he does knowing a great the job. country of origin, it's yeah, hard for me to like, say. He did a great job being like playing Michael and playing kind of jerk. swapping between that like, yes, I love you and I'll be devoted, and no, actually, I hate your family and I'm stressed. And except like, obviously, they made him kind of actually have an affair. Playing that line, except yeah, they made a major change there like that was um, a huge change but i wanted more charlie like i wanted to see more of that dynamic between astrid and charlie especially because they cast harry shum jr to play him but he's only in it for 20 seconds <laughs> Oi. but that's my number one uh, i've taken up enough time so you're number one now my number one is all about our two main characters in both the movie and book rachel and nick who i love and i love the relationship and i just love them um, 
So, one major change. Their relationship in the book is two years, not one. Yeah, it's much longer. So, it's when they are, like, you know, when Astrid's, like, hey, like, this is kind of the big next step. It's, like, yeah, they've been dating for two years. And then he's, like. And she's never met his family, even though he's met all of hers. And, like, within a month of them dating. She a couple like, months, yeah. yeah. She she had him come home with her for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like it was mm-hmm. really quick, and so she's like, I understand, like not everyone's super close with their family, but you know we've been dating for two years, and you're asking me to go with you on a trip for a summer, kind of a big deal. Like what? Tell me, I need to know more about them. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, it's been a year, which like is still a long time, still a lengthy relationship. Yeah. But when the mom is like, maybe you'll come back with a souvenir, like a ring, and it's like. Honestly, nowadays, most relationships after a year maybe talk about marriage. Like, it's I don't just... know. Again, I think it's there's the culture piece. Yeah. I think a lot of um, when you look at like white people culture, Europe and America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People wait a lot longer now before they get married. But I think there is still that pressure. There's higher pressure still. I think yeah. in Asian culture. But from Rachel's for perspective. For there to be a ring on it. <laughs> for, from Rachel's perspective yeah. of being... An American born mm-hmm. Chinese. I don't know if she was necessarily expecting it as much. So it's funny I don't know. that it I actually think, happens I think in, the, in, in the, the movie. In the book, there definitely is a little bit of that where she's like, yeah, maybe. Like, and it does make her start thinking just like Astrid said it would. <laughs> like, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. He's right here. Oh, there you are. Sorry. Hey, Bubba. Um, so that's a big thing is just the length of their relationship. And then the, yeah, like you said, like with Nick, kind of just playing things by ear a little bit. He's, he's real chill. He's real nonchalant. Real himbo vibes. Real himbo vibes. Well, but he's also a professor. Yes. You don't know that when you watch the movie. No. And I am so sad. This is one. He's of, a history professor. This is one of the grievances. At NYU, the same, prof- yeah. same college. They, they meet through a mutual friend. And that's something you don't yeah. see in the movie mm-hmm. is how they met. The book has this whole thing about how they met and how Rachel was like, I'm done dating Asian guys. Like, it's always gone poorly. It's always weird. Yeah. And then she meets Nick and she's like, this is the first guy I can actually see myself marrying someday. Mm-hmm. And then for like, it's like so the irony of her not wanting to date Asian guys because of like all of the stuff associated with it. Finally meeting this guy and giving him a chance and they date. And, and then falling in love. and Having all of the... Yep. drama and everything with his family <laughs> yeah um but i think his the fact that he has his own career mm-hmm. as a history professor he is a couple years older than her he's 32 yeah you don't know how old they are in the movie but in the you book you know, on the rachel's 29 late 20s early 30s and um and nick is 32 yeah and she is an economics professor and he's a history professor at nyu they're both pretty, like, it tells you a lot about, like, how smart and, like, dedicated they are to be in those positions at that age. Yeah. So. So, obviously, that's a really big thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you don't quite get the same history no. of their relationship. And, like, a lot of the scenes between them are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and their relationship at its core is still very similar. Yeah, they're very open and honest with each other. Yeah. For the most part, like, it's not like Rachel hesitates to, like, share her feelings and emotions with Nick. The same thing is Nick is hesitant to talk about his family. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And one thing that, again, I, it's just hard, book to movie, this is always going to be the case, you mm. just, it's hard to see their thought processes and their emotions. That internal like, motivation. And so it's so interesting in the early scenes with Nick, like, after he talks to Rachel and is trying to convince her to come and, like, he talks about how Rachel's got this, like, cunning mind and, like, how she just looks gorgeous, like, all the time, even after a long day of work. And you just see how in love. How much he loves her. Yeah. And the movie, like, tried to convey that for sure. But I definitely think the romance is more special in the book just because mm -hmm. you do get to see into not just Rachel's thought processes, but also Nick's. And because the book is written from so many perspectives, it's a third person limited that jumps around. Mm -hmm. So you really get like more each insights. chapter says like who it's like about. it'll be chapter eight Rachel and then where they are New yeah. York and then it's like chapter four Rachel and Nick at Tyresol Park yeah. like and it's Eleanor Singapore Astrid. Paris, right? Yeah. Like, and you know whose mind you're essentially going to be in yeah. for that chapter. So you obviously get a lot more. And just because I'm trying to not take forever. The no, one other fine. thing that I'll touch on is the breakup. The movie doesn't show Nick at all. Other than that, like one small scene where he's like calling her and is like, please yeah. like call me back or something. That's it. It's like so brief. Mm -hmm. The Breakup in the book, it hits him so hard. He is devastated. It's why he flew around the world and back yeah. in two days. Like, like <laughs> he is a wreck. And it's not until Colin is like, dude, you can't just keep calling her. You need to go and Action. get off your butt Action. and do something. As a good best friend does. As, yes. As, <laughs> shout out Colin Koo. He's mm -hmm. great. We love him. But it just was like kind of like, obviously, I love the scenes with Rachel like, I think that it really showed her emotion really well. Like, her not eating, her just laying there and, like, really, like, processing. Which also isn't fully accurate because, again, she's, like, she was ready to go to China. She was processing multiple things, too, right? Yeah. Like, processing just how deep, like, the dislike and that un disapproval <clears throat> from Nick's family was. Especially because, again, she hadn't talked to Eleanor up until this point. She didn't know <clears throat> it was this bad. Yeah. Until it was, like, shoved on her and she was like, oh, geez. She's processing the truth about, like, her origins and where she comes her, from. Yeah, her parents. Processing the truth of Nick's origins and, like, the kind of family he yeah. comes. Like, it was just, it would have been a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I do wish we gotten to see Nick's, like, heartbreak as a well. Little bit more. Yeah. And then that, like, resolution and that building and, again, still very well done. It's a lot to cover. It's a lot to cover. <laughs> but it's just a lot of the nuances of the relationship weren't as delved into. Right. And so it's like, yeah, they're still a super cute couple in the movie. And I still love them. And I think they're really great together. Mm -hmm. But book, Rachel and Nick, oh, it's just, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. It's, for so many characters being involved in the book, you still really got to know. Mm -hmm. Like, all of those characters. And again, so. it does make more sense for them not to have, yeah. like, the magical you happy can't, ending. You can't... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. But it sure is cute that in the movie. Sense. Yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. We'll wrap that up. I have... I, we're recording on my phone. I have screenshots. So I need you to pull up honorable... Not honorable mentions. Fan faux pas. 
I have these cool. and this one. Cool. Because I was like, we are recording on my phone, so I cannot pull anything up. Yep. Okay, we can start with this one. Okay. Uh, from our girl, Allie. Shout out. Uh, she says, I just recently read this book last year. And of course, you should know by now I watched the movie before ever reading the book. Mm -hmm. LOL. I really enjoyed the movie and I really enjoyed the book. I will say after reading the book, I wish we got more of Astrid in the movie. I loved the actress that played and felt she brought Astrid to life. I just wish now they brought more of her into the movie. Mm -hmm. And then responding to that, Anna V. D. Noel. Yep. That's her Instagram name. Yeah, and because it's a screenshot, we can't find her. But thank you for commenting, Anna. Anna. She responded to Allie and said, Oh, I totally agree with you. I also saw the movie first and then read the book. Astrid is my favorite character in all the books. The movie was Same. great, though. So a lot of love for Astrid, which we... Same. Yeah. <laughs> love Astrid. Yep. Alrighty. Who is this from? Sam. Thank you, Sam. This next one's from Sam Barry. She says, I love both the book and the movie. They are super different in tone, yes, mm -hmm. with the book being more of a hard-hitting satire and the movie feeling mostly like a rom-com, at least until the end. Some tiny details that really stand out to me are things about Amarinta's character. Oh, neither of us talk we, about her at all, but... We didn't even get into it. <laughs> Listen, we had to... It's there's just too There's many. too much to talk about. <laughs> um... In the book, it was a huge deal that she wore a very simple dress. Mm. So that weird mushroom gown in the movie is kind of weird. And the other thing was how she noticed that Astrid was wearing a dress she'd worn before. So she's at the altar getting married and mentally thinking about how Astrid is a bitch instead of just being happy. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. It's some shifts in characterization there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, Araminta. I, we didn't even talk really about Colin or Araminta or their relationship. There was definitely there were differences. More room to talk about them as well, but we're already at like an hour and fifteen minutes, so yeah. <laughs> we only have so much time, huh, Max? Um, but thank you for sharing those fan faux pas. Um, if you would like to be featured in a future episode and contribute to the fan faux pas, again, social media is the best place to do that. Yeah. But we now have to answer the age-old question, which is, was the book better? Better is just such a strong word in this case. <laughs> I Don't get me wrong, I really like the movie, but the having movie. read the book, I do like the book better. I don't dislike the movie, it doesn't make it a bad movie. It's still a very good movie. It's a very good that movie. That I will watch again. It's a movie that I will rewatch. I think I But am, the book, I, I will say the book is better. That's my... Favorite. I watched Crazy Rich Asians in theaters on one of the first dates that I had with my husband. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. So it's hard because I'm very biased. It's like a little nostalgic. My drink's empty. Yeah. I don't know why. I Which it was really funny because we had both just come back from Japan. From Japan, yeah. So we were like, oh, Granted, we got to go watch this movie. This we didn't really, really know touch, anything about it. This doesn't it. really touch Japanese culture. Very different. <laughs> very different. But we were like, oh, that's funny. Like, we should go watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Had no idea what it was about. And then I absolutely fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. Still cry at the wedding scene pretty oh, much same. every time. Oh, same though. So. I know that <laughs> I know that it was different in the book, but that it's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And the, and the song and the and the looks that they like give Constance each other. Constance does and, such a good job, like that tear. tear oh. I know. So it's really hard for me to like 
say that the book was better because I just, the movie holds such a special place in my heart. Yeah. So I'm going to say no, they are on equal planes for me. This is a Howl's Moving Castle situation. All right. I love both of them equally for totally different reasons. All right. Fair. I can, we can get behind that. That, that's okay. But if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, definitely watch the movie first. (laughs) Um... And then... I don't know. I think this is an instance where even if you read the book first, you would still like the movie. Probably. But the movie's quicker. <laughs> Facts. Um, but yeah, this is, what did you say, like a 12-hour long audiobook? Yeah. But it is a good audiobook. Well-read. And there's sequels. Also read by the same person. So... Oh, they have the same reader for yeah. all of them? That's yeah. always helpful. So, definitely... Um, definitely if you haven't, I recommend that you do. Yeah. They're real good. Real, real good. Sorry. I was just pulling up our calendar of sorts. See what we're doing next. So, um, that, those, that's our thoughts. Those are our thoughts. On Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Good one. Um, thank you. That one had been, uh, asked for. A couple times, so. And it was on my list for sure. Yes. Because, again, I was really excited to read the book. We I love loved it. the movie. However, moving forward, uh, um, next week will be Minisode. And then we are doing the Chronicles. We are starting a, a, a series again. It's been a while since we've done a series. Yeah, it's been a minute. And we are doing the Chronicles of Narnia. And we will have, we ship it, join us for one of the episodes of that. So. Um, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's not as many movies as there are books. So that'll be interesting. There's three movies. There's three movies. So we'll have three main episodes and then we'll probably do a mini. So to talk about the, talk about the others. others. Yep. So, um, I'm going to be honest. I have not seen the Chronicles of Narnia movies in probably a decade. So this will be, I'm like, so this will be, this will be, I'll have a lot to refresh on. Yeah, but um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yep. Prince Caspian. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? I just know Prince Caspian's in it. And then Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Chronicles of Narnia. Movies, not books. <laughs> is it called Prince Caspian? <laughs> I don't think it is. It, it, no, it is. Is it? Chronicles, yeah, Prince That's what the book is called. Wouldn't oh, the okay. movie be called that, too? Yeah, okay, it's called Prince Caspian. I was and like, then, I'm sorry, what's the third one called? Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Guess who has never seen that one? Me! I actually don't know I've if I've never I, even seen that I one. I remember <laughs> seeing the ad for it, but I don't know if we ever watched it. It came out in 2010. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so... So, the We Ship It Will Be On for the Lion, Lion, Witch, Lion and the Witch and the Wardrobe. Yeah, the, the OG. One. Yes. Um, but those will be coming out throughout July into August. Um, so go ahead and start. Mm-hmm. If you want to contribute fanfo pause, start reading and Prepare. watching and prepping for that. Otherwise, uh, I, I think that covers everything, right? We yeah. did our announcements at the beginning. Yep. This was very nice to be together for this one. Yeah, this is I'll tell you, it makes editing things so much simpler because there's no cutting gaps <laughs> or weird pauses and things due yes. to like internet lag. So yeah. That's beneficial. Yep. However, we do have my children screaming in the background, so that's fun. Anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in. 
we don't have our Minnesota for next week planned yet, but tune in next week for a Minnesota of randomness. Yep. And uh, we appreciate you all, and we hope that you have a great week. And don't forget to read. <laughs>